0: All right. So, um, as promised, uh, we, uh, told you guys we were going to bring you something and we are, uh, we're a little bit delayed because of world events. And, um, we still wanted to kind of introduce ourselves to you and to, um, have a conversation about what's going on in the world today and something practical, something on a practical level. We are hearing, um, so much right now. And we have a guest, Dr. Cynthia Shelby Lane with us, who is going to kind of have a conversation about um, some of the things that we're asking just within the confines of the governor's order, the stay at home and safe at home and things that we're asking ourselves every day. Can we work out? Um, What can we do broadly for the future? Is this a good excuse not to have sex? What are those <laughs> things? <laughs> what are those things that we can do and, and, and that are practical for us who are not really in the trenches and in the midst of it or who haven't been diagnosed or who are worried if they are going to be diagnosed? So um, we are um, really excited to have uh, Dr. Cynthia with us. Her uh, credentials and reputation are badass. She's practiced emergency she practiced emergency <laughs> medicine for more than 23 years. Um, her experience dealing with crisis led her to pursue methods of prevention, holistic and alternative integrative medicine. Now, anti-Asian is that correct? Sophia? Yeah, that's correct. Yep. That's correct. Um, I'm, she, 82. I'm 82. She is not.
1: <laughs> almost. <laughs> I'm almost there. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I got to live to Corona. <laughs>
0: Well, she's 82 looking younger than I do. <laughs> uh, she's uh, She works with uh, and consults with experts worldwide on healthcare challenges. She's a certified personal health coach. Uh, she's an author. She's uh, been um, an, a NASA astronaut candidate. She's a humanitarian. She's a speaker. Okay, stop, 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 Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. And an enthusiastic advocate for medical marijuana and cannabis. That's so, um, which excites so many of us on so many different levels yeah Um, we're not entirely sure how we got her to talk to us
1: (laughs) because we (laughs) know each other personally a
0: little bit a little bit
1: a little little bit
0: (laughs) um but she's also trained to have compassion for society's fools and we fit that bill
1: i know know about the fools
0: (laughs) So, Cynthia, or Dr. Cynthia, there's been so much good information on your LinkedIn page, including um, your Mythbusters article and um, that links to the World Health Organization. And we know things, you know, we know the practical things now. We know that antibiotics don't kill viruses. We know that cold weather does not kill viruses. You know, we know not to spray ourselves with Lysol, Um, but still so much is unknown. Yeah. Um, And we know what we should do. But with um, social media and the information that it affords us, um, you know, what have you seen in your career, in your time as a physician, in your time practicing? Have you seen anything even close to this level of chaos?
1: Yes, absolutely. I lived through. Uh, so I, you know, I practiced at Detroit Receiving Hospital for t- over two decades. And during that time, in 1985, there was the HIV epidemic, and I was right in the fire of that. What I did was research it like I'm doing COVID because I was also clinical assistant professor at Wayne State University. So public health was always my like passion to figure out what causes what, what's the community doing, how do we prevent it, what's the next step. So that's where I am with COVID right now. So I'm not an infectious disease expert, um, and HIV and AIDS was, but because we're in the emergency department, we're taking people in constantly, random new you know critically ill we had to protect ourselves we had to protect the patients we had to protect their privacy so i lived through that and uh, a good story to that was that because i was at the beginning and i was doing the research and i was the chief of emergency medicine at hustle uh, i i was on the the uh, staff and uh, and all the chiefs had to come and meet and so i said i'm gonna put together a protocol just the way i'm doing now i'm just reactivating in 1985. And ABC News found out, and then I was able to be a presenter, remotely similar to this. Back in the day, big cameras, nothing like your <laughs> computer. And I said that we cannot test for HIV and the emergency department's privacy, and I understood all that. So the chief of emergency medicine at that time hadn't kept up as I did, and blasted me at a meeting, and said, she doesn't know what she's talking about. This is not fair. The doctors on, even on television, as I was talking to ABC News, people were typing in and commenting, you're crazy, you don't know what you're talking about. And I said, wait, wait, you don't understand. I'm here at the hospital at Detroit receiving, and I see doctors examining patients through doors. They're they're afraid, they're afraid. And at that time, the public health response in the emergency department was minimal to none, to limited. By the time that whole scare went off, two years, I went back and forth, recreating protocol. Two years, okay, you understand? Two years, and all of a sudden now, as the the 2000s, you can get HIV test when you go into the emergency department. You can get it, okay? It took a lot of work, it took a lot of effort, it took a lot of Congress and legislation. So now here we come with COVID. This is like nothing that anybody's ever seen, but it's still a public health issue. And if people aren't willing to look at public health, oh, let, let's go back to my disease, the Black Plague of 1340, okay? So when you look at 30, <laughs> It killed 20 million people in Europe, and it was all sanitation. That <laughs> is my disease, the black plague.
0: <laughs> That's all our disease. That's all our disease.
1: <laughs> so, so we had to have a little levity in this. All right? at, at any rate, you look at that. You look at 1918, and you look at the antibiotics. You look at what we've done in hospitals. But public health seems to lag behind because it just does. And we put things into place. And, and you, so I was part of the vaping issue as well because I'm a mm-hmm. marijuana doctor. And I, so I, I'm on the National Cannabis Industry Association Scientific Advisory Committee, and I just finished the vaping article, which now comes at the crossroads of what we're doing with um, corona and respiratory, vaping and respiratory. So I looked at all the research on that, and now we're trying to say, if you come to the hospital, if you have respiratory symptoms, a cough, a cold, sneezing, it doesn't go away. i am looking at lots of patient stories, lots of people's stories, because it's not, it's not been co- collected and put in one place yet. So you got to read and read and keep reading. And um, so now doctors need to say, check you for the, do you have a cough, is it cold, is it flu? Or do you vape? Do you, uh, do you smoke? And now here comes corona. So it just it magnifies all of this. So we all have to be careful of, where we go? I know this is off the point, but I guess I've seen bad stuff. I'm still <laughs> seeing bad stuff. And it's gotten worse for me in my office in in the hood. So I really, we don't have supplies. Uh, I'll give you an example. This is the first, I mean, we, I'm scared. The staff is like, what's going on? So I work in that office, which is in Detroit. And it's a disability office. So we examine patients day and night, multiple. This is what they made for us first. This is a piece of paper towel. With some rubber band staple, and this is what we used the first day. We were we were scared, okay. So yeah. then, so then we got some masks. Nobody's wearing masks at the office every day. So yesterday, someone because I reached out on Instagram and they made me this mask, which I love. So I really look like a. <laughs> I am now uh, really the hero in the. <laughs> I love it. So. We're trying, we're trying real hard. And I've, and people have uh, messaged me on Instagram and they're helping me to get me n 95 from, from China. We're getting, we can all, at this point can get a million at a time up to two money million. I don't know how this is going to work out because I don't have a million dollars for masks, but we're talking about hospitals and factories mm-hmm. and other places. So all of a sudden I become the conduit from the hood to the big corporations. Hopefully it'll work, I don't know. and. Um, so what was your next question? <laughs> Sorry. I can go on and on about this. I'm going crazy. All just right, sh- get practical.
0: <laughs> we not are about- not practical. We are relatively <laughs> unstable. <not> yes. <laughs> absolutely. And we own it and we are accountable for it. Yeah. Um, and you kind of told us about how that's modified your practice right now. And, um, what are you hearing? And, and you also kind of touched on something that we wanted to touch on, and that's just like how are healthcare providers collaborating among each other? Um, you know, what are some of the, you know, you talked about how there's no data that's really um, compiled in one place, but surely right. you all are communicating with each other. You're hearing things, whether it be here, whether it be overseas, um, you know. What does that collaboration look like for you, for the healthcare provider community?
1: Okay, from the hospital level, World Health Organization, CDC, um, that works on an internal basis with the healthcare providers so they understand health. Any nurse, anybody is coming face-to-face frontline, if, even if you're assigning patients in, so you're at the front desk, uh, medical records, everybody. So that's one system. The other is us out here that are, or seeing patients one on one in private offices, there's no collaboration. There's emails every day, there's constant emails. So, my personal collaboration has been with my friend who's a doctor, a physician in, uh, in California. Her name is Dr. Maria Cilindro. And she is brilliant beyond compare. And so, we talk to each other like I talked to her like maybe once or every other week. Now it's five times a day. And so I'm getting information in from China and she's giving me all the research and she's giving me the protocol. She's telling me what Dr. Chang has done and you can find him on the CHENG. You can find him on YouTube and what he's done and what they did with the patients in China, in Wuhan, and then how people are surviving by using one supplement. And I'm not saying supplements are there yet for everybody, but vitamin C, that's all he was talking about. And how they looked at a, a patient load of 50 to 82 patients and how they came in mildly to acutely ill, and how they all survived when they started giving them IV doses of vitamin C. Uh, that was at 50 grams, and uh, that's uh, so, just so you know, the normal vitamin C recommendations from the FDA are uh, 90 milligrams a day. We're talking about 50 grams, IV drip, Oh. Uh, I'm I'm at five to ten grams orally, but it's, it, it, it tears up your gut. So I'm trying to get the liposomal, so it bypasses the gut and goes mm. to your liver. But everybody, I think, who's listening, if you're not listen to the rest of this, you should be on vitamin C, uh, at least a thousand milligrams, and uh, zinc.
0: You can bill us all.
1: And selenium. <laughs> Of vitamin D at 5,000. And I know that was a question that's going to come up, but when it comes out of my brain, I just have to go with no, it. No, so. go
0: with it. Yeah. That's good. That's good information. Let me And, and to that end, uh, Dr. Cynthia, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, we are hearing so much information conflicting, you know, uh, we're hearing compiling information, you know, it started out with just three symptoms, you know, right. um, and now there's, you know additional symptoms that that we're told to look for and and even things like pink eye and loss of uh sense of smell and things right. like that um are there and we've also read we've also um you know had some tremendous casualties in our own community that have just really hurt a lot of people this 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 week in the last few days mm-hmm. um and we're hearing stories about people being sick over you know oh i was not feeling well i was sick for right Two weeks are there have you heard any um and we've also heard that the, the symptoms are not inclusive so is there anything that's one glaring red flag over another whether it be the fever whether it be the cough
1: okay so in my practice we never took anybody's temperature now that is routine so we're taking everybody's temperature uh, people will get a uh they'll get like a cough a dry cough and, and with the flu because i've had the flu uh, it comes on, it shakes you like the, oh, like there's an earthquake in your body, okay? And you go down and I was fine and I'm sick. Well, corona is kind of, a, it's, a, it's a masquerade. It could be a cough. It could be sneezing, be runny nose. Um, it's in your upper respiratory area first, and then it starts to drift down. By that time, um, it's in your lower respiratory tract. So people are going to uh, maybe I have a cough that doesn't go away, or if, then I start taking the temperature. Temperature goes from low grade up to 101 or 100, 102, somewhere in there. People get nausea. They'll get uh, vomiting. They'll get GI complaints. Some of the American GI society said people are coming in with corona who started with their gut with nausea. So any back pain, aches, I fatigue, I don't feel well. You have to know your body. And you have to be able to say, I feel good today. And if I don't feel good, be able to write those things down, because nobody wants to know your whole life story. Blah 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 blah. But we need like, Do you have a cough? A shortness of breath? Fever? Have you been? So what we're asking now, and I'm asking, because I have patients who are very very sick There's any chronic disease you can name, from MS to cancer to uh, hypertension and and diabetes. And heart disease. So have you been tested for COVID? Is it, Do you have a fever? Number one. Do you have a cough or cold? Number two. So those are just easy questions for the staff without being a genius. Those are easy questions. Then have you tested, have you had a test for COVID-19? Yes or no. If it's yes, was it positive? If it's positive, go home, stay home, get out of here, all right, and isolate yourself. But if it's positive, you probably wouldn't. We all ask you that on the phone. But sometimes people don't ask that on the phone. So you get there, do you know of anybody is tested positive, or are you living with somebody who's tested positive? That's where the kind of questioning ends, and that's where you have TB, do you have lung cancer, you, any of those are respiratory things, but those are the basic in-your-face kind of questions that people need to be looking at. Then after that, we're gonna go into, you're pre-COVID, you're, you're, you don't have COVID, What do you have any other problems in your life, any underlying problems? Like I already mentioned them, heart disease, cancer, diabetes, Amputations, you know, any of the, all of those chronic diseases, illnesses, even pain, back pain. Then you go into if you tested positive. Now that's where I come in for the prevention side. I don't give prevention in that office, but in my other office, and I talk to them about the same thing I talk to you about precautions like oh, washing your hands 20 minutes I know birthday songs in eight languages now and <laughs> just keep washing washing. Oh, I'm taking a bath by this time uh, uh, then I wear my mask I always wear this um, I take my temperature I have a I went to Target and got a temperature thing so I could do that right now and my temperature is hmm, well 99 it's <laughs> 98.6 don't 99.
0: play with us <laughs>
1: Look for real. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can see that. Whatever. It's. <laughs> anyway, that was Exogen. They're sold out of these babies. Okay, this is a baby thermometer, I use that. Uh, I take green tea every day. Uh, it has a EGCG in it, so that's good for people to know. I take uh, vitamin C. I take uh, this is. I don't know if you can see. this Is that a blurry? I don't know. Yeah. Vitamin C. We have a glare, but yeah. And uh, and then vitamin D three. 50,000 international units a day. And I take one a week and I take 5,000 a day. And then I take this one, which I love. It's Epicor, Epicor, E-P-I-C-O-R. I don't know if you can see that. Um, this has a, a probiotic and a nutrient called Saccharomyces yeast. And they developed this in a factory where they were, the workers were making this uh, Epicor Saccharomyces. And this got everything in it too, zinc as well. And they were making it for the animals to keep the animals healthy. But when the insurance actuarial came for that company, they said, wow, your employees haven't been sick this year. What's going on? And they said, well, they're inhaling the spores of this just by chance. It's not for them. And they didn't get sick. So that's when I learned about this about 10 years ago. And that's what I take preventatively. I don't know. Nobody knows
2: so i guess what's like what's so scary is that like all of the symptoms that you named i was mm-hmm. like so i have back pain so I have, <laughs> I, have, I have a runny nose i have this and um yeah because like it's still allergy season and i'm right. a, I'm a right. year-long allergy season person mm-hmm. um, like the flu is still a thing like yes. the regular flu is still a thing so like like Tiffany, Tiffany and I were talking about, like, we understand that hospitals and doctors are overwhelmed with patients. And it's like, and it's hard to know, like, when you should go, because a lot of people that we're hearing about mm-hmm. that, have that tested positive and have been in the hospital, they had a variety of symptoms. And they literally only went to the hospital when it seemed like they were like knocking on death's door. And so like, it's hard to know like, when to go and what's serious, even if you are kind of aware of your body and like, know like, okay, in March, I'm always sniffly. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's not a, like, so it's just so scary and just so hard to know, like, what, like what's the right, right way to go about it, like, even if you don't, you know. Okay, so because of uh, telemed- telemedicine
1: now, uh, if you have a doctor, you can call in, or make an appointment via telemedicine and start going through your list of problems with your doctor who knows you very well. I don't know you, so I'm still going to go do, I'm going to be rigid. All right? I'm going to say what, the? and then you're going to find out where you can get tested. So the first test is, oh, this is a cold or this is my allergies. I don't know. All right. What are you doing to take care of those two things? Are those two things taking care of you the same way they usually take care of you? I'm telling everybody to up vitamin C because I had sinus problems real bad, never had sinus surgery. But after I'd taken two, three grams of vitamin C for like two or three years, it just went away. But I still get a runny nose, like allergic rhinitis. (laughs) I I get that kind of stuff. So the next thing is your doctor's going to talk to you and ask you those questions I've just asked. And then you're going to have to, now we have some sort of assessment, okay? The A. Now I call this art, the art of medicine. A, assessment. And you got to really make sure you trust your practitioner because right now doctors say, oh, it's not, it's not, it's the cause of flu, stay home. They're, I know they've been telling patients who come up with COVID, oh, your t- temperature is 99 today, call me back tomorrow when it's 100 or call me back when it's worse. And that's what people are doing because they don't, they're overwhelmed, the systems overwhelmed. But online, say for instance, your doctor is a nurse practitioner or, or a physician assistant in the office, or they can do some sort of screening, you can get that screening. Somebody's gotta have their ears up. So they say, well, this is suspicious for that. Mm -hmm. Now, testing, that's a problem. That's a problem that was delayed in this country by six weeks, Um, and so they didn't have tests. And so they just had tests two weeks ago. So the numbers are going up. So that flat line they're talking about, is going to a peak. Um, So anyway, let's go back to what do you do next? Your doctor said, come in tomorrow. Can your doctor test for COVID? Probably not. Can the hospitals test? Probably not. I don't know people in the hospital now who are not getting tested. They don't have the test. So somebody's getting tested. Um, uh, Tom Hanks and his wife got tested. just <laughs> Elba got tested. Um, Prince Charles got tested. So you know what? I still don't know the intervals, but I do know that there are some home tests that are coming out. They still have a 10% false positive rate or false negative. I forgot which one it was. It's 10% It's not going to be right, OK? So that's makes it even more scary. But if you get to the point where a cough is not going away and it's so it started here and it's going down, start feeling pressure, chest tightness, and now you are short of breath and you can't breathe. And this is not you, this is not the allergy you, this is not the common cold you. If they go in, they want to test that, they want to do a flu test, you need a flu test is easy. It's just, you have the flu, okay? Now you have the flu plus COVID, maybe. But you can take Tamiflu for the flu or those other meds. But the whole there's no treatment for COVID, and so we're in we're out in the wilderness. We're in the wild. There's no. I wish I could give you better answers, but um, I mean, mean, that's more than what
0: we've had. You know, (laughs) we. I mean, seriously, because we've been talking about you know what is the severity of these symptoms. Mm -hmm. You know, at what point? You know, you know how when we go in to see our. Our doctor into the ED. It's like okay, yeah. on a scale of one to ten, what is this pain? So on a scale of one to ten, on shortness of breath, when do you go in? Or you know,
1: have, have you ever had shortness of breath? Number one, are you yeah. okay? I'm asthmatic, and, and so you wheeze, correct? Yeah. You, you really need vitamin C. I, I
0: already talked. Oh, so to I, I'm on it. I'm on it. i ordered mine. I
1: order mine. <laughs> so uh, they gonna come be the vitamin C doctor. That's my new. Name. That's my new stage name. Vitamin C. What's up, <laughs> Doctor
0: C? Doctor C. Doctor right. Vitamin C. Yeah.
1: yeah. So you know your body pretty well with asthma, and if it starts getting worse at all, just go to the
0: hospital. Okay. In the hospital. Because and then
1: they're, they're triaging in California, my, so my friend from California, they have 40 million people there. You go in the ER, they're triaging shortness of breath from non-shortness of breath. You go into shortness of breath. You get into that triage lane of, uh, do you have asthma? Do you have any other respiratory problems, COPD? Do you smoke? Do you vape? Uh, do you have a fever? And how long has this been going on? That's the r- real good triage mechanism to figure out when to go. I mean, you, you, nobody's going to sit at home and can't breathe. You're just not going to do it. And it can happen acutely in somebody with a pre-existing sort of condition like asthma. My son has asthma, so.
0: And so so when we're talking about um, uh, pre-existing conditions or we're talking, so if I had the flu, you know, Andrea's talking about like it is allergy season. um, Mm -hmm. It is flu season. We're taking over the the counter uh, meds, you know, maybe CBD, THC. um, What are Mm -hmm. the types, are those things... um, to your knowledge, if, if somebody's at home uh, uh-huh. quarantined <laughs> with uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, COVID or for any other, you know, or just safe at home, yeah. um, are, these the types, are these types of things okay? Like as a physician, would you say, okay, yeah, if you're having a cough, take the cough medicine, or if mm-hmm. you feel like exercising, go ahead and exercise, like what are the types of things we should or should not be doing to, you know, under your recommendation?
1: Okay, so you're saying if you have a pre existing condition and you want to exercise and get worse or what Yeah, like
0: saying. if well if you're at home, let's say let's say let's go back and say somebody is diagnosed and they uh are just sitting at home, they feel okay. All these celebrities mm-hmm. who've been diagnosed mm-hmm. look great. Yeah. Could they be exercising? Can they um, be yes. moving they around? They can you know? exercise.
1: Yes, you can exercise. Can I, they
0: take over-the-counter symptom relievers?
1: They can take Tylenol. There's uh, this kind of mystery about uh, Motrin versus uh, COVID. And if you should take it, and it has a lot to do with studies that were done in Europe. And some patients were taking Motrin, but they also had hypertension and they were on an ACE inhibitor, like a lisinopril. I don't Mm. know if it was also an ARB, which is uh, angiotensin receptor blocker. So... They were on a blood pressure medicine. Some doctors got the wisdom to look into Motrin and what it was doing because Motrin can help. Motrin can take over the sites where the blood pressure, they they occupy the same receptor site. So some of these patients, uh, Motrin's bad. It was just three three or four patients. So it's not necessarily true that Motrin's bad, but nobody really knows yet. So it's like too new to say, though, if you don't want to take Motrin, take Tylenol, just don't overdose on any of it. And the other thing is with respect to um, marijuana, uh, anybody who's inhaling marijuana via uh, joints or blunt or, or what do you call it? A bong or dabbing or even vaping, you're putting your lungs at risk. It's too much work. I would say, stop and I never ever said that to anybody but I would say stop now. Uh, now there's other forms, there's uh tinctures which are in the bottle drops, and you know, dosing is all crazy. So nobody understands dosage, but it starts to probably 2.5 milligrams up to 10 milligrams, up to 20, just dose yourself. And then- Andrea. Just- mm-hmm
2: <laughs> <laughs> just uh-huh.
1: dose yourself. You just figure it out, you know, nobody can tell you. we we'll do taste. our best. you do your best. <laughs> So do your best and so there's edibles cookies tinctures all those things but when it comes to smoking i i know a a personal friend who did uh, develop from all that smoking lung disease and so uh, it's not smoking anymore so i just at this point in time just limit the problems just reduce the problems and you gotta smoke a joint smoke one not ten. If you got a, in, in vaping, just don't do it. Nobody really knows because of the droplets. All the research I looked into, it's not known. It's unknown. And so I think a person with asthma and vaping, or a COPD and vaping, you're going to make it worse. And all my uh, marijuana patients who are vaping, they, I gave that up. No way. It's not, not proven. I just go back to a joint or so or so or whatever. You know, purists. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but 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 I'm saying everything. In moderation, too. So if 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 your anxiety is up and you got an os- you're at ten joints a day and you were one, there's something wrong with that too. You got to get well, your anxiety. Like <laughs> oh, I'm a marijuana doctor. I know what's going on. She's <laughs> like, I know. I know. I, I, I worked in the uh, dispensary. I was in, I was under a smoke
0: cloud all the time. <laughs> so it's just okay. A, just a couple. One more questions, Cynthia, and and one is, is we also know that, um, or we've heard that there is a, a shortage of yes. blood right now. Um, and is it safe to donate blood not knowing? Is it safe to go in if we're feeling okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, should we um, be trying to donate at this time? And is there any way, um, or is there risk of the blood, the contaminated blood, causing infection or spreading? Okay, so.
1: Number one, contact the American Red Cross for any detail about donating blood. Number two, yes, it's at this point, and with the knowledge base, we know it's safe. They're not testing the blood for corona because that's not how it's tested. Uh, actually, you can do a blood test, but the corona is not, I don't, I'm not sure about how the testing's doing, going because it's not in the blood, it's not transmitted through blood, but you can do a blood test in some places in the world. Okay, so now, uh, what is the American Red Cross doing? They are not testing for Corona, just so you know. So you're not getting a free blood test when you go in. Oh. I, I, con- I contacted them and I said, please answer me and answer me now because this is misinformation. You can donate blood. Uh, you're giving blood. They're taking your blood. They're not testing for blood and they're not giving you anything. You're just donating. You're giving, like giving gloves and masks and blood. This is, oh, They need it. They need the help today. They need it now.
0: So it, it, go ahead, Andrea. No, go ahead. No, oh, no, no. I was just listening. Um, so a serious question for you. You told them, tell you. We're asking you because we do like facts. Um, is there an end for this? Can this be contained? What's, what is life for us going forward?
1: Uh, simply, I don't know. Um, i really don't as i get i get data every day i get uh, scared every day i get pr- more protected every day and there was no way i was walking in with all this junk every day i get to work a half an hour earlier than early so i was always the first one there and then i'm gr- scrubbing things down i'm taking I'm housekeeping i'm sanitation i'm prevention if somebody coughs on me uh, i just i was getting scared because people just still don't cover the mouse simple i'm like I had a patient that just coughed on me. I don't know if I should take this public. I won't say what you said.
0: <laughs> you say anything on here.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to say it because I don't have to see. Look, <laughs> like, I like the controversy no matter what. But uh, one guy came in with a Lone Ranger mask and a mask. I'm like, pull it up over your nose. or like, get out, okay? Just get out now. Because you're going to come in here with this whole garb on. Like, this is a joke. And then, and I didn't have a mask at that time. Uh, So now they come in and I still make them pull it up over your nose, put it on properly, don't touch your face, all that kind of stuff like I'm
0: doing now. (laughs) That's the hardest part. That's the
1: hardest part. My eyes, (laughs) especially with allergies, you're always doing this and your eyes are watering and dripping. So it's just protection, protection. Can I do this? What is that? A pen. Scratch your face. (laughs) As long as you sanitize it. (laughs) Where's my sanitizer?
0: I have some. I have
1: two. Here you go. Yeah, I've got some. So anyway, yeah. So um, the, the latest thing I'm doing as of today, which is a moment to moment, I'm trying to get in touch with the governor here and Congress because one of the Congress persons has come uh, become positive with COVID. And um, I want them to allow the inpatient side to be more aggressive on alternative medicine. So I looked at the research out of China and Dr. Cheng, and they gave the IV vitamin C. But that's not on the protocol. That's not on the formulary in our hospitals at all. So New York hospitals are giving 1,500 milligrams every four hours IVs. So that gives you at 7,500 milligrams. I'm talking about 50,000. And if you go to one of these IV places, they'll give you 50,000 milligrams by big diamond c for a hangover oh we're talking mm-hmm. about life and death so hospitals need to catch up or else you need more of these trucks around going through the neighborhood vitamin c here by whatever but i'm not promoting that but i'm just you get to think out of the box right now yeah you have to out. what's the next step so i did call um my friend who is a pharmacist at University of Michigan. We're gonna to try to get it to people at U of M, U-M, which I graduated in Emco Blue. And, and um, uh, we're gonna to try to see if Michigan be a leader in that, uh, I don't know, Michigan State. I've talked to Blue Cross Blue Shield to see if they're interested in helping them get the word out to the hospitals and the practitioners. So it became more than just a little, little crummy mask uh, and it became more than a superhero. Is now the world that we need to take care of. Yeah,
0: and so you know, with you having all this experience, with you working so hard to research and and to to keep us healthy and to and to push prevention, um, and knowing how you know paranoid we all are, how frightened we all are, mm. and and uncomfortable we all are, um, how do we laugh through this? Dr. Okay,
1: vitamin so, C? So, I, I, I'm on the uh, Instagram every day looking at my favorite comedians and they're incredible. They're just they're like, you know, Chris Rock, Chris Tucker, Jeff Dye, is a white guy, he's so funny. <laughs> and I just go there, I just like, what are they talking about now? How are they approaching this? And I just go there and I listen and it helps because at work I'm like this, I'm like, I, I'm, all, I'm all bound up in a knot. I can't stop it because the doors, what did do they touch? What did the patient do? I mean, where, where are they? I need a, uh, what are those lights? You put on? A black light? <laughs> <laughs> as soon as they walk, I need a black light. What do they touch? I am crazy. But I knew that's okay. I don't know, I just, I'm i watching my friends. We talk. Uh, we have chat rooms uh, with, with comedians. And, and I'm writing. I'm writing more stuff. When I come hey. out, when, when I come out, when I go back on stage, I'm gonna be a totally different person. They keep saying, oh, were well, you so nice on stage? I'm like, mm, I'm not, nice. I'm, 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 <laughs> up, I'm uppity and bougie, but after this- <laughs> We I'm gonna, like you that
0: way. I'm gonna be a badass. <laughs> <laughs> you're already a badass. You've been a badass. <laughs> Have you not heard what you've been saying? You've been a badass. Um, oh, and okay. Where can we find you on social media? Okay, so it's gonna be probably
1: Shelby Lane, MD. At Twitter, Shelby Lane MD at Instagram, Cynthia Shelby Lane at, at LinkedIn, and most of the stuff I'm putting, and Facebook, I have Facebook pages, you can find me. I've, it's more for friends, I don't post much there, but uh, LinkedIn is where I'm putting everything. Multiple, so after I get off the phone with you, I have another meeting tonight, and I will start posting somewhere around 11 or 12 o'clock tonight.
0: Uh well Dr. Vitamin C, we appreciate you and <laughs> having such transparent conversation with us <laughs> and making time and you know, because you know, we know how busy it is and how um stressed you guys are. So thank you so much.
1: Yeah, I thank you for asking both you and Andrea and stay well. Remember we you, you now you have one on one connection with the doctor. I was like, you know I'll be calling you if yeah, I write either one of you.
2: Nobody,
1: <laughs> Right, and once I get to, I'm probably gonna put a website together by the weekend, so it'll be more clear. But it will be on LinkedIn. Every place I am, it'll be there. So let uh, us know
0: if you need any help editing. I, oh, but that, oh, with <laughs> that. <laughs> All right, what's up? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. be safe. I love you. Thank love you. you too. Bye. 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 So. Thank you again to Dr. Cynthia Shelby Lane. And now Andrea and I can uh kill our nerves. This looks like regular tea. I'm drinking straight from the bottle. It's not regular tea. It's just been warming up. Go for it. I'm trying to I'm trying to kill the virus from the in, you know, with the know. heat. I'm trying trying to singe my throat. Trying to get down there. Oh my like, burn. I want my throat on fire, not the kind that sends me to the hospital. Right, with a little bit of the old man's uh, honey whiskey. Ooh, probably filled up to here. That sounds good. Yeah, that sounds what good. Happens. So, cheers to cheers. that. <laughs> and so now we can be petty again. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Andrea, with all this going on, I know, Cynthia, if we have a a physician telling us she's going crazy, we know everybody else is going
2: crazy. Yeah, because like she's going crazy and armed with facts and we're going crazy with people sharing facts, maybe not facts, maybe very, very not facts. So... Right. Yeah. I mean, I
0: think we're going crazy, too, with people just, you know, I think, fortunately, you and I have a good cohort of uh, social media connections that, you know, maybe actually read the dates on the articles they are posted. Yeah. Not everybody, because I sure don't, but I try now. After a few people got checked, I try. Um <laughs> But um, it is um, consuming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It really also kind of uh, interrupts me being on my bullshit every day. <laughs>
2: like I, feel, I feel like I have to actually be serious sometimes. Well, I now, because it's, it, it is so serious, but we do need... But we do need to be on some bullshit sometimes. Still. We do. Because, yeah.
0: Because one, we can't help it. And two, look, we are locked up in these houses,
2: locked up with these people. Or no people, which is- Or no people. Which could be either good or bad. Depending on who you are. Right. (laughs) Very good for me, but maybe bad for somebody else.
0: Right. I know for me, I do feel like everything gets on my nerves already. I'm already very touchy. But now I'm, like, extra touchy. Things that might I might let slide to focus on something else that's getting on my nerves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't let slide. Like uh, what? like people's voices like I know I have a really shitty voice like I kind of sound like a cro- like a male frog or something like that but Bye. people's voices <laughs> there's one voice in particular that has been just sending nails up my spine this week oh and I can't avoid it yeah yeah that's driving me crazy
2: Let me think. What is one thing that I am annoyed with? Well, I think it's just all, it's all the typical things. So like, oh, conspiracy theories. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Wild conspiracy theories that like, I don't even know how people could even now Black folks in general should be skeptical of a lot of things just because of history. So that's a blanket statement. But like some of these conspiracy theories that are floating around the internet, you're just like, come on, dude, like not everything is meant to keep the black man down. Like it, this really is a virus and it's really killing people. And it's not 5G. Everybody. It's not it's not like some, you know, it's not like I've I've heard retaliation from the trade talks with China like it's none of that. It's literally people having the virus, people not not staying in their homes, people traveling, people coming out and infecting people. That's literally what it is. So like It is people living.
0: Yeah. And that- it is us living and that is all we're going to catch whatever is out there somebody's going to catch it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree with you if I see that shit come across every time I'm like the oh, fuck first of all I'm already like you know <laughs> a little bit
2: <laughs> extra I mean yeah I mean there's there's conspiracy theories that I think have some 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 truth to them but like these these wild ones, like uh, particularly the five G one that I that I read, I was just like, people believe this. Like, people believe a lot of shit. And you know, I think that that's
0: another reason why these are so scary because, you know, we get and I think too maybe why we are getting you know they've drilled down the information that they're giving us to just basic because. There are a lot of people who don't understand anything past basic.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And they Stay barely- Stay your ass at home. Mm-hmm. Sit down. I wish they would say, stop eating the fucking brownies. <laughs> <laughs> I, <have laughs> I might do it at this <laughs> point, but I gotta have something. Gotta have something. Cause this, this quarantine gut is for real. Oh, it's for real. It's for real. The quarantine, the quarantine rolls are popping.
2: Yeah, like I think you said something about like, is it the shortness of breath or is it just that I'm, I'm a fat ass. I mean, that's just the because, like, I literally, I literally get winded walking up my two flights of stairs. So every time I go downstairs, I'm thinking I, I got the virus every single time. I'm nervous as shit because I'm like. I don't need any more conspiracy theories. And it's not just like, okay, I'm gonna just come in, I'm gonna sit down, I'm gonna relax, and I'm gonna catch my breath. No, no, it stays for a bit. So, yeah.
0: Look, girl, wait, where is it? I got my inhaler. <laughs> this is my workstation. Right, right. I have a, wait, up, 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 up. In case I want a little ambiance, some lavender. Right. <laughs> On my nerves. On my nerves, yes, yes. Let me see what else is driving me crazy. <laughs> oh, this is so petty. <laughs> now, what do we know? We know there. Oh, I touched my face. There's nothing new under the sun, right? What we're doing right now. It's not new. Somebody else is doing it right now. hmm. There's still room for originality. Yep. Yep. Quit style jacking right (laughs) everybody is on social media right now but you know who has a style and you know it's not yours but you taking it but here you come stick to what you know right let me have my shit
2: right i'll just leave that there (laughs) just leave that there let's see what else what else annoys me i'm gonna take a swig of my jameson so there's that right (laughs) shit mine has
0: honey and lemon and it's all
2: gentle so the virus has died whatever was it (laughs) that is that is not a thing and look i mean (laughs) whatever anyway andrea already saw what's up under this so (laughs) um so let's see the conspiracy theories and like like i've been really trying to temper how much stuff i share that feels heavy but there's some folks that just share 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 and no like with no and and i think they're doing it in a good will but mm-hmm. just no consideration of like people are overwhelmed and it's a lot and like people are dealing with grief so like seeing like dealing with grief if you've lost somebody or you know somebody that is positive for it and you're dealing with it and then seeing all of these stories about like this person died and and this is stories are saying that this is not going to get better even though i have posted those so i am part of the problem but i'm always part of the problem whatever the problem is (laughs) But I really do try to temper it so that like it's not too much for everybody. And maybe I shouldn't really give a shit about everybody, but I do think about people's mental illness. I mean, mental health and or mental illness. Um, and my own even. Like, just like I don't want to keep reading stuff about it, but I also don't want to not pass on information that I think might be helpful. Right. But then I also don't want to stop making silly ass jokes and posting silly ass memes because you, you need balance. Hashtag
0: cope. I mean, that's the thing. We have to cope however we can. And I think, um, you know, uh, if I think about what's going to change after this, I think there will be some deletions. Mhm. Probably people deleting me. But there will be some deletions. <laughs> You know, I think, I hope that we will learn how to take better care of ourselves, not just physically, but, you know, how to deal with ourselves. Some of y'all need help before it, this happened. Yeah. Did you and,
1: hear about
2: the uh, party at Rouge Park? Man. Like. The fuck, man? What's wrong with these people? Like, apparently people was out here sharing blunts, like, just living it up like Mm-mm. no no bro. look Mm-mm. i
0: am a kissy face huggy mom like jacob came to give me a kiss i'm like this mm. and i never i get <laughs> i get mad at people who don't kiss their kids on on the lips like i just think that's absolutely ridiculous um, I just don't understand it. I think it is like the most affectionate thing you can do. I'll kiss my friends on the lips. I, I mean, like, I just, I'm a kisser Mm-hmm. and those little lips. Oh my God. But I'm like, nope. I'm. I don't want, I'm not telling him because I don't want to frighten him and I don't want him to feel rejected, you know, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm so fearful. Like, I don't want to, you know, Yeah. Like, I haven't snuggled with my baby like I'm like this virus is taking. Um, he's not gonna want to be bothered with me much longer. <laughs>
2: so you gotta maximize your time.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we're getting a lot of time together though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I-, I mean, like seriously, that's the kind. That's why they make the information basic for those. That level of mm-hmm. thinking and education, right there. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I like you don't sit your ass down, just cold,
1: it's cold, <laughs> <And> it's
0: cold. <laughs> still
2: cold. <laughs> like, it, it would take a whole lot, even outside of this quarantine, it would take a whole lot. And my friends know I don't like, I'm already. A homebody and don't really want to go out. And it's especially true in the winter because I don't want to have to put on socks and boots <laughs> and, and a coat. And I got to figure out what hat's going to go over to all his hair. And I got to, like, I don't feel like doing any of that. None of that. Ain't nothing like to me.
0: Yesterday it was 60 degrees, which is beautiful for March. Mm-hmm. We took Jacob for a walk. For his gym class for lunch. Mm -hmm. I had on a winter coat Mm -hmm. and a hat. It's not, that's not warm enough for
2: me. Nope. That's hardly. I
0: I don't understand. I'm like, what is it? And what is it about people dying that makes you think it's okay for you to go outside? Like, you ain't gonna die? Because you will. You will. I told you, I'm paranoid. I think I'm dying tomorrow. So I just, oh God, not to. that back from the universe yeah but yeah but i mean that's how scared i am
2: yeah how scared i am so you know because it is scary it really is scary because um you know the mutual friend that we have that recently passed away like that was like my turning point and i hadn't been really anxious about it i had been careful and aware and all of that but like that really brought my anxiety level to a to a new level and right it got real i think realer than real this whole week has been traumatic for
0: so many people and um you know i've seen people posting oh my husband's cousin oh so-and-so's teacher i'm like for real
2: I just, I just poked my head on Facebook and uh, apparently Scarface has tested positive and um, some about his lungs collapsed and his kidney failed and he, See, he literally- How long did he wait to go to the doctor?
0: That's what I wanted to know. How long did he wait to go to the doctor?
2: These are the questions that need answers.
0: I need to know that. I need to know- how long are these people waiting? When do I go? And P.S. I called my primary care yesterday and uh, she said, her she didn't even get on the phone. Her office said, call the Beaumont hotline, which I did, but it took 25 minutes. And I had to go because I had to work. But, <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's just not that easy. I'm glad that they're doing the testing, you know, that drive-through testing um, in Detroit. Mm-hmm. But, there still apparently seems to be more so until they get their shit together I'm gonna have my shit together right in my little box yep so all my shit is in this box and the together shit is just safe at home I won't touch you you don't touch me Yep. outside of this box I'm gonna be on my bullshit right right
2: Right. Yeah. Delete, don't delete. Follow, unfollow. Whatever you got to do. At cope. this point, what matters? Cope however you got to cope. And if that means unfriending, unfollowing me, that's cool. It's all good. I got you. Right. Good. You got me. Done. For now, you might unfriend me too. No. <laughs> you can't post that one thing and I was just like, okay, this is... This is the, this might be the line. This might be the line. And I was like, I'm gonna stick around for a little bit more just to, just to make sure. But, uh, okay. I see what you're saying here. I am a habitual line stepper.
0: <laughs> I'm, <sighs> that. I'm working on me. <laughs> so hopefully we've had a good conversation. Oh, I touched my face again. Good conversation. <laughs> see line stepping. I'm in my house though. I haven't left. And, uh, you know, what do we know? We know everybody is relatively
2: unstable. Right now. Right now. Very appropriate time to launch this because everybody is relatively unstable right now.
0: Right. And uh, we hope that, you know, people will be accountable for that and have a conversation with us and uh, come kick it with us another time.
2: Yeah. Come kick it
0: from a safe distance
2: of six feet or more, please. Thank you. Six miles. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or, or a FaceTime. FaceTime. To my house. house.
0: Yeah. You and me, girl.
2: Yep.
0: And whoever wants to join us. Right. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers.